Good evening, good morrow, and good morning, all you smacksy motherfuckers out there. I hope you're doing well. Today's video, we're going to talk about minimalism versus maximum. Little. Don't have a lot of stuff, have all of the stuff. A recent fad that I've noticed start to really develop and become very popular is this conception of maximalism, which I think is really cool. Personally, maximalism sounds like organized hoarding, but that's okay. And I'm gonna take this and compare it against minimalism, which is what I would say bordering on obsessive compulsive disorder, like throwing shit away or prioritizing having as little as possible. Now, when we consider these two things, we can say one would be left, one would be right. We've got an up and a down, we have a positive and a negative, not as in good and bad, but just to say that they're different, almost diametrically opposed to one another. And anytime we have opposites, we've got fun things to deal with, fun things to get into. So to do a little further redefinition, when we deal with minimalism and maximalism, we're not dealing with physical possessions, but we're going to be talking about how the individual, the you in it, is approaching these things. Because you see, how we treat our items and our possessions can be deeply revelatory about how we organize our mind and our thoughts. Now, just to start a little you know, tempered down, I'm not telling you to get rid of your things and know that you're a bad person for having too many things. All I'm saying is that the way you keep your things does say something about you, Bill. It does. Whether you choose to accept it or not, it says something very interesting. And that's what I want to talk about. You see, minimalism is important to me because in my mind it exemplifies not an easier road, but a road with less turns. Still the same million-mile stretch that none of us are really sure if we're ever going to make it to the end of. But... My, it's going to turn a little bit less, so I'm going to get a little less distracted by the physical possessions and the way that I'm treating them or my inability to keep them when inevitably my grasp and biological ability fails me. I like it like this because it just it's easier for me. My, my mind is so busy that by reducing the physical clutter that I have in life and having only the things that immediately connect into direct value or use or practical application, it's very helpful as all the things that I'm likely to reach for in case of an emergency or if shit hit the fan, which lately, let me tell you, it has. Minimalism is fantastic because it just makes it easy for me to be able to only grab what I need or better yet, have to not spend as much time choosing. When we evaluate maximalism, this to me connects heavily into the need not for distraction, but for focus on potential versus actuality. One of the easiest examples about this is a book. I know people who have libraries and libraries of books. In fact, more books than physically they themselves could ever carry in a single instance. And they, they love their records and their libraries. But if you were to pull the shelf off the book and ask them if they've read it or if they remember what is in it, they'll do one of two things. They're going to tell you that, no, I'm going to read that or I'm, it's on my list. I'm going to get that. That's why I got it. It's because I'm going to read it. But they haven't yet read it. Or, oh yeah, no, that is this. And they'll regurgitate. They'll give you something from it. It's the portal of information that they took from it. 
Sometimes they forget, and I go, no, I'm keeping it because I knew I was going to forget it. Now, we don't, we may not like to, to come to terms with this little bit of laziness within us, but if you have a book and you've not read it, why do you have it? It clearly, I'm not going to say clearly, if it wasn't important, important enough for you to read in the moment, to take and bring that information readily into your world so that you could retain it, keep it, and have it, why did you choose it? And this is where I get into that space of potential. Maximalists oftentimes have dreams of incredible potential, but struggles dealing with the crippling reality of their inability to achieve that potential due to the variety of opportunities which surround them. And to the very same token, minimalists oftentimes miss out on opportunities by not being able to diversify quickly enough or not having enough resources available. I cannot tell you how many times I'm like, oh, I want to go do that thing or cook this thing. And I don't have it. I don't have that thing, that specific thing that made this aspect very easy. And Lord, does it get me while cooking. I love to cook. Cooking is one of my favorite things. And there's so many unique little special instruments which just make cooking easier. But I don't, they don't directly connect to me being able to cook. In fact, I can cook without ever having them or conceiving of them. But man, is it easier when I have them. So again, minimalism, I'm not referring, or maximalism, none of these are explicit definitions. But if you feel like you're a little sensitive when I'm talking about these things, then that's probably because it's hitting closer to home than we like. Generations and generations of people have been hindered and stopped by their possessions. In fact, whole cultures have risen and fallen under the idea and the convictions that they held towards their items, their physical possessions. Others, focusing entirely on what was guaranteed that one could have, and that was that sense of self, that sense of here, inside, not outside. Both paths have benefits and deficits, things that are great and things that are not so great. But if we look at in the mirror, if we reflect against ourselves, the ideal situation should be somewhere in between. Having enough of what you need to fit to your specific role in place that you can do within your own capability, but not being hindered by possessing so many potential things that you'd get distracted from that purpose or goal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go live in a white box, be chic and have nothing. Nor am I saying go live in a castle and have more books than you could ever care. If you were to experience a fire, what you gonna grab? Hmm? Because if you filled your household with treasures that are so precious to you that you didn't actually bring them into you, why do you have them? See, getting caught in potential or possibility, these are traps. They're very dangerous traps. You can get yourself into what if versus what is. And this is what I want to roll back into when it comes to these conversations. I kicked a bottle. Don't be afraid to acknowledge that you don't or aren't going to be able to do that thing that you really, really hoped for. It's okay. Let it go. Or pick up the book, read it, ingest it, and add it into yourself so that you can give the book to somebody who needs it. But if it remains forever upon your bookshelf because of the memories that you had attached to it, then you are not connecting to the root of the memory, but to a possession by which must be lived again and again.
And to that same point, if you have gotten rid of everything in your life that had any potential value or utilitarian purpose to such a degree that you can't do your job, your purpose within creation, you can't live, exist, or be without having to ask of another, this can be a hindrance to the collective. It can be a hindrance to you because you need to do something, but you don't have the right tools to do it. The reality is that we all possess everything we need inside of us, not outside. So it doesn't really matter how you choose to approach the outside. Inevitably, it will all fade away. Your whole world will dim to gray, it will blacken around the edges, and as whatever your last focal point will be shall drive you into a new existence, a new eternity, whatever that looks like for you. Being distracted by possessions, either not having any of them or having all of them, will take you away from inevitably the thing that you, the one thing you do have, and that's yourself. That's your mind. That's, that's this process of thought and conscious engagement while it's still going. Because trust me, irrespective of the what-ifs, you can know for a fact that you will die. That everything that you understand will fade away. You can, we've observed it around us. The trees die. Seasons change. Our bodies age. So don't hold on to things that don't matter. And if they do matter, bring them into you. If it's a book, <laughs> read it, learn it, ingest it, pass it on. But if you've grabbed more than you can hold in your hands more than you can really take into yourself. Why? Right now, in every moment, you are positioned and surrounded by everything you could possibly need to hold on to, to have and to keep. All perspective and education and information is all being fed into the same place. So if you possess something but don't feed it into yourself, why do you have it? From wealth to money to fames, from possessions, we live in a society which says, hold, give me mine. Because it makes me feel comfortable and I don't want to let it go. I like it. I like the smell of books. I like the way that it feels when I see every square inch of my wall covered and plastered with memories, with photos and pictures. But you know that that photo and that memory, they're not the thing. They are not the possession. Just like that perfect ideal white room, the immaculate whatever, the... the it is not about how it looks. It is about how you approach it. It is about how you bring it into yourself. How does this external become internal? And through that process, you develop a relationship with it and the world around you. But evaluate the quality of that relationship. What are you hiding behind your boxes? What are you afraid to possess because you know it will leave you? So many times we deny ourselves the opportunities to experience life as it's meant to experienced, be experienced by being afraid we will lose something that we never really had. 